Love Talk Radio. Welcome to True Forgiveness Teachings. I'm Jackie Laura Jones. So glad to be back with you today on this Tuesday, August 24th, 2018. Have a couple of announcements before I introduce my amazing guest. If you guys like these podcasts um, and the course teachings and you want more of it, I am now offering a one-hour online class in Q&A behind-the-scenes footage of these podcasts, um, continued interviews with my guests and little tidbits after the original interview, and also lots of goodies, discounts on my webinars, and it's a membership platform called Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And if anybody is interested in more content, I have two membership tiers. It's awesome. You can go to Jackie.News and hit Become a Patron and see that page. One tier is $5.95 a month. The other is $10.95 a month. And you can see what each tier offers. So, again, if you're interested in more of these teachings, um, behind-the-scenes footage, and a monthly one-hour class on a topic on the course with a Q&A, um, you can check that out. So, so glad to be joining with you as I always will continue to do these podcasts on the first and third Tuesday of each month. And now my guest today is a force of nature. Her name is Ruth Perkinson. Her seventh book, Letters from the J Underground, will be out this September. She shares her true life stories. Both mystical and not so mystical, she says, (laughs) using the principles of the course and how those experiences can be helpful to those who are new and also seasoned and they want to know what the course is about and what's in it for them. She also sponsored a Course in Miracles talk that my sister Cindy Laura Renard and I gave in Richmond, Virginia last year. So I'm giving a shout out to all our friends (laughs) in Richmond. We love you. Welcome, Ruth. Welcome to True Forgiveness Teaching. Oh, Jackie, what a pleasure it is to be with you. And and may I say, I took your webinar last Thursday, and it was an amazing, amazing webinar. I would highly recommend it to anyone who is out there questioning whether they should take it or not. I say, take it, take it, take it. Oh, well, my goodness, thank you for those kind words. I so enjoyed the webinar last Thursday. For those of you listening, I did do my first webinar in a series that I'll be doing every few months. Um, And Ruth, I was so glad to see (laughs) you there. And I'm so glad you enjoyed it. The goal is to be helpful and we can never hear enough of the message. And there's so many subsections in the course and so many things Mm -hmm. that we can do, uh, you know, elaborate on um, in the teaching. So Thank you for Absolutely. that. I'm so glad yeah. you enjoyed it. Yeah. Absolutely. It was so funny. It was like this, it was in the middle, like 90 minutes, almost 90 minutes in, our little kitten Skylar jumped like a flying through the air and slapped the computer down and everything went black. <laughs> and I thought, so wasn't this sort of symbolic of like, you know, that tiny tick of time? <laughs> Beautiful. The tiny tick of time. Of course. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You got to love our kitties. You got to love our animal family. She's I so know. Funny. Oh, that's so funny. So you were able to get back on? <laughs> yeah, Heather, um, I'm visually, I'm very, very visually challenged as I know yeah. you know this, Jackie, but I'm very visually impaired. And uh, so Heather Campbell, my my lovely wife has been, um, in all honesty, my mightiest companion and she has become my eyes these last few years. And I have, um, just the utter gratitude for her for having the willingness to always help me. Um, and she came home early from work today and just um, helped me, you know, make sure I got clicked the right link and was able to see the computer. And uh, I had another mighty companion come over earlier and help me get the headset set up. So, um, you know, there's it's just so kind of people to help me when I'm dealing with struggling, um, honestly, with um, a loss of eyesight. 
Oh, my goodness, yes. And a big shout-out to Heather, who I know and love. And you two are just amazing. And we, my sister and I got to witness that firsthand, even though we had been communicating through email when you sponsored our workshop. And we came there and met your community and spent time with you. And it truly truly was a wonderful experience you're so <laughs> inspirational which my guests are, are finding out as, as we go along here <laughs> um, this won't be the first time I, I have you on you know because you do you have quite a story um, on the level of form and you've had to mm-hmm. uh, overcome so many things and mm-hmm. you know Ruth start where you would like and maybe incorporate sure. on kind of how you found the course Wow, I think um, I think like so so many of us out there, we have been following sort of the spiritual popcorn trail for so many years, and <laughs> I, it's it's really like a popcorn trail, and it is. I funny. remember, uh, I think you know honestly, it all started to me started with me when I was a young girl. I was about seven years old, and I was um, uh, going across country with my family in a camper. Talk about like the Griswolds. And uh, so we were like the Griswolds going across country and we stopped in the Grand Canyon and I was seven. And I remembered, you know, things weren't going quite well. Like everything felt like a, I felt like a fish out of water. And, you know, my, my parents were, were as, as, and they are some mighty people as well, but they were not, you know, having the best of time with each other. And my brother and sister uh, were were interesting and we were, we were all just kind of like, what's happening. And I remembered, I had a still point or a moment of truth where I got off the Mm. camper and we were on on the edge of the Grand Canyon and I was only seven and I walked across the street and I walked up into a field of wildflowers and I stood there and I looked back at that camper with all those um, forgiveness opportunities and mighty companions at all at the same Mm -hmm. time. And I said, Hmm. And I had like this, this wind picked up and I had this moment of truth and I said, and something in my mind said, don't ever forget this moment. Um, this will be a moment you'll always remember. And um, so that was only seven years old. And I remembered, okay, I hung on to that. You know, I was like, all right, this is going to get better. And so I got back in the camper <laughs> with my uh, with my cowboy holsters on, probably, and my cowboy hat, because, you know, we good lesbians do tend to wear some interesting clothes. So, um <laughs> So So I got back on the camper and I continued on. And I think that was my first inclination. Something was not quite right with this world. I didn't feel um, like I I kind of belonged, if you will. And so as I, as I went through, and then there was a a number of of, um, situations that occurred um, over and over and over again. And, um, and a couple of times, honestly, Jackie, it got to be too much. And, Mm -hmm. um, I found myself when I was 34, I found myself in a mental hospital and um, I was dealing with um, what they call a psychotic break. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but isn't this whole thing a psychotic break, right? You know, so. Uh, Well well said. Yeah. This whole thing, we're all in a psychotic break, right? From our true nature. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, sure. We are. And, uh, and so I was in the hospital uh, for four days. And um, so they said, you know, they, they, they said, you're bipolar. And uh, we're going to give you all this medication and we're going <clears> to, <throat> we want you to take it. And they gave me, I was, and I lost about two years. Um, I was just kind of in a haze for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I found a, a better doctor and, you know, things kind of went, but got better. And then a few years later, I had another stay in a hospital. And uh, then I began to read every spiritual book I could grab my hands onto because I said, I said to myself, something isn't quite right. And uh, so I said, you know, I kept going, and then finally, um, at, in 2013, my grandmother passed away. And um, about a month later, I got a Course in Miracles in the mail, and I haven't looked back since. And it's been wow. the most healing, and the most um, love, and uh, that I've ever experienced, and and the most uh, peace. Um, and I was able to, through the right way, um, I get you know my psychiatrist at the time said, you know, you can come off this medication now. And I said, okay, we'll do that. And so I did. And, uh, but I did it again the right way. I didn't deny the, the experience of being in this physical body. And um, mm-hmm. I went ahead and did that. And then, um, and then you know, I, I 
I had a, a mighty companion by the name of Kim Severin. She was able to bring me to Gary's works, your lovely brother-in-law. Yeah. And may I, we love and may you, I Gary. just, Oh my gosh. I mean, he, <laughs> um, you know, I watched him on a video, I think for the first time in January of 2014. And I was like, well, this guy is really onto something here. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> and, uh, so I, um, and then Kimmy gave me his book, disappearance of the universe. And, um, the rest is history. Yes, right. <laughs> as yeah. as so many people say when I say, "How did you find the course?" and they say, "Well, yeah. I, I read Disappearance and the rest of history." Yeah. They just, yeah. Even people have been doing it for many many years. Um, sure. Really clarified the meaning for so many people. Yeah. yeah. So that's very interesting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. give a shout out to Gary and my my sister Cindy. Woo. Yeah, I mean they they really I mean between you and and Gary and Cindy um I, if I if I may say one for a moment here um 3 years ago I emailed you. And you know yes, you emailed great. me back. <laughs> and course, I wasn't expecting you to email me back. <laughs> I was just <laughs> like okay, I'm just going to email Jackie because I think she maybe you know I have got I had like a little fear I was officiating a wedding and I, was, I remember. Trying, yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, maybe Jackie's like, she's so cool. And she got this 24th hour thing going on. And I'd watched so many of your episodes. And you and Cindy um, never once doubted me. And neither did Heather. And neither did some of my course members here um, in, in the Richmond community. And that you, they never doubted me. And so I, I just thank you for that. Oh, well, you're so welcome. And I, yeah. the energy that came off of your email and I, in my mind, I was thinking, of course I'm responding. You know, when you told me that, you said, I couldn't believe you responded. I thought, well, I, of course, you know. I know. But, but I, I understand what you mean. I, I do get a, a ton of emails, but I, I respond um, as, as quickly as I can, you know. Um, You're right. To, to people. And you just were, there was just something about you. And I thought you were asking about, you know, officiating the wedding and certain things like that. And in my mind, I just got this beautiful image of you, Ruth. I was like, oh, she's going to be just fine. I sat down at the keyboard and my hands were just typing because every time some, and this is good for the listeners to hear as a practice actually of how I, how I practice the course every day before I respond to anyone if I have any doubt or question about like what to say or will I be helpful boom Mm -hmm. there it goes to the Holy Spirit Jesus Mm -hmm. every time I just give it over and I kind of got this thing and I sat down and I just started typing and I felt so good about Mm -hmm. typing that message to you (laughs) I just felt good energy you know off the email and everything so it was the beginning of a beautiful friendship, right? <laughs> yeah, it really was. And and I um then a few months later I reached out to Cindy and she was the same way. I was like, Wow, they're what? They're responding to me like within twenty four hours. This is unheard of, you know, in the <laughs> in the technological era and uh and she, you know, um and, and, and I guess, you know, like I think I told you recently, nine out of ten kind people aren't as kind as you guys and so it was really, really helpful oh, to me and defragging my mind um, as I was going through this book, writing this book, um, getting things together, um, to have your support. Um, and, and you guys never doubted me. And you, and, you, and you showed up. And, you know, I'll never forget that as long as I live, um, that oh. you guys took the time. You came to Richmond and you, did, you gave a great workshop. And uh, we laughed and we, you know, didn't take anything too seriously. And, you know, um, it was just great. So, I, again, thank you. Oh, my goodness. Well, we, <laughs> I can speak for Cindy, too, I'm sure, that we, we just had an amazing time. And you have an amazing group. And, you know, the message strengthens as it gets shared. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun to join. I say that all the time, like, oh, great to join, great to join, you know, and we, we know the, the real joining is, you know, in the mind. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I feel like this message, any way we can get it out, and it's one of the reasons I do this podcast, it's one of the reasons I started this new platform. You mentioned mm-hmm. the 24th hour. I've got, we're going to have some new episodes coming on that, the video podcast. So oh, the, great. the goal the goal behind it is just to be helpful. And you brought up a, another, you know, really good point about just 
supporting everyone. Oh, my gosh, because as I just said earlier, the message gets stronger when it's shared. It really does. It makes people feel good when they feel that there's hope in the course, Mm -hmm. what the course, the hopeless world. I mean, it was, Mm -hmm. it was made from a terrible idea, right? In the mind and that got projected (laughs) out. And this is not to to be negative, but the course is a course in undoing the negative, undoing this (laughs) terrible. Undoing uh, the big poop emoji. That's right. Exactly. And what you said so well is when we came to the group or to Richmond, you know, we didn't, you don't take yourself so seriously. That's one yeah. of the things that you are so funny. Like you just had us <laughs> cracking up and um, you're an author. I mean, this is your seventh book, Ruth. I mean, oh my yeah. gosh, I want everybody can go to um, RuthPerkinson.com. So it's R-U-T-H-P-E-R-K-I-N-S-O-N. Dot com And there's a lot of information on there. But, you know, and so we have to remember not to take ourselves too seriously because that's what we did in the beginning. We took the right. tiny mad idea seriously. What did that mean? Well, it produced effects. What are those effects? The whole world we see. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we want to really undo the false self, recall right. the projection, so to speak. And right. we don't need to be so serious. Not because our our problems, the body's problems aren't serious, but this is really mm-hmm. in the mind how how we mm-hmm. look at everything. We always have a choice, right? Exactly, and that's where I I always like to watch you give your your webinars or listen to you because you always remind us to not leave the metaphysics too far behind. Um, yeah. And I I have to remind my my ACIM class that I try I try to facilitate on Saturday mornings that um, <laughs> we we don't need to get we can't get too far away from the metaphysics because then we just evolve it into dualism. So um, it's my, you know, uh, charge, if you will, to uh, stay as uncompromising with the message of the course as I can and do it in the best, the best way I can and to meet people where they are. um, And, and they might not be ready for this message, which is okay. You know, um, it's okay. Most aren't. Okay. Okay. And they might not believe in, you know, past lives or blah, blah, blah. But you know what? It's all right. We're, I'm just going to like love you regardless of how you're showing up in front of me. And, um, and if I get a forget, you know what? I get those forgiveness opportunities every day. There isn't a day I don't go without uh, using the application of true forgiveness. And um, it's like I take a tincture of true forgiveness in my mouth in the morning. Like, Holy Spirit, just give me that tincture of true forgiveness. <laughs> just a couple of drops, like three. <laughs> You know, give me some Excellent. unity. Um, and then sometimes I want to roll over and say, Heather, look, can you just do this day? I'm going to roll back over and just pet the dog and wake me you up when it's this. all over. Yeah. yeah. And pretty much day. Heather does have it. She's pretty, she's pretty uh, amazing. So she's amazing. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, you both are amazing. <laughs> so well, anyway. So- Speaking of taking your tincture of forgiveness in the morning, what are some of the things that, before we get into a little bit about uh, your seventh book, um, mm-hmm. what do what do you other things help you practice mm-hmm. forgiveness? I find it so helpful for the listeners. They always comment it when we when I talk mm-hmm. about things that really help me or personal forgiveness stories. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. I get when I comments hear... on. <clears throat> yeah. Um, when I, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you, I, I, so forgive <laughs> I think me. I interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> I know you forgive me if I interrupt you. Um, yes. inter- and actually interruptions are, are forgiveness lesson. Have they you are. noticed? <laughs> they, are. they are. They are. And I've noticed that at my job, I work at a small church in Richmond and, uh, I get interrupted like every 8.3 seconds. And, uh, and I find myself. <laughs> Whether it be an email or somebody just coming into their front office or somebody off the street or whatever it might be, um, I find myself having to um, stay consistently one with God, one with the um, the peace of God, and look at this person. They're either coming toward me in a sense with um, you know they're they're upset about something, whether it be money or food or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. uh, or they're coming with me to share a joy. And so what. You know, uh, and I think I think you call it being miracle 
ready. Is that correct? Miracle. I, I like to say mir- be miracle ready in the morning instead of judgment ready. I'm not yeah. the only one that yeah. says it. I think other people say it too, but I, yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. 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 Be ready for the miracle of love. And um, I think there was a, a line in the course, I think it's on page 94, um, where Jesus says, you know, teach only love for that is what you are. Oh, and um, if I can remind myself that I am love, I'm not this body, I'm not going to deny this body, but if, if I can just teach love to myself, to my dog, to my kitty, to Heather, to whoever's in front of me, to my own mind, even if it's 2 a.m. and I'm in the bathroom, you know, am I thinking with kind thoughts to myself or am I thinking with, am I attacking <laughs> right. myself or, or something my sister said to me, you know? You know, so I just try to remind myself as best I can to to uh, to to be in that forgiving mode. Absolutely. And you know what? You bring up a really good point, Ruth, because it, it can be anytime, anywhere, in mm-hmm. any place where we have, you know, the ego runs amok. Our thoughts are just things pop in all the time. And we're very big, all of us, on self-criticism, criticizing mm-hmm. others or both. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it can be like 2 a.m. And you're in the bath and you might be going over something that happened in the day. In your example, like the conversation with your sister or something. I mean, we have to be ready because the ego is just relentless. Yeah. And I love that teach only love for that is what you are, because guess what is so interesting? I, one of the things that really helps me goes along with what you were saying, which is I wake up and I'm always willing to use the events in my life, mm-hmm. in the world at large mm-hmm. as a classroom instead of a prison. And mm-hmm. when we join with the ego, we're holding all of our brothers and sisters there. That's, can even mm-hmm. be in thought. It doesn't have anything to do with behavior in the world. But right. then we're reminded that when we join with Jesus or the Holy Spirit, when we're miracle ready in the morning, which means we're we're prepared to see without judgment, we're prepared to look mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit or Jesus by our mm-hmm. side, we're making mm-hmm. that choice for the entire mm-hmm. sonship because all minds are joined regardless exactly. of it. Lo- that looks like people are accepting our forgiveness or not. Right. Right. So I, right. I exactly. think of that all the time. My life is now a classroom. What, what am I learning today? Well, it's always a lesson in forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Forgiving the Lord. It's always a lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always a lesson. And I think the great Ken Wapnick said, and it's kind of simple. We make it hard sometimes, but I think it's simple when he said, um, I, th- I heard him on a podcast. If you're being kind, you're doing the course. So if we keep like those simple reminders, you know, um, as you could move through your day or move through your evening and into the night, if you're just being kind, not only to yourself, but to the people around you, um, the, the earth, the animals, um, everything, the person, the clerk behind the counter, you know, talk to them, you know, Hey, how's your day going? You know, and, Mm -hmm. and just, you know, and then just say, you know, I talked to the clerk at Best Buy buying this headset yesterday to do this, this podcast. (laughs) <laughs> and I could tell she was not having a great day. And I was like, you know, so I tried to make her laugh. And I was like, hey, you know, it'll get better because it only gets better. Right. It only gets better. And and we are waking up from the dream of fear, as you mentioned, I think, last week in your webinar. Another mm-hmm. plug there for your webinar. And uh, <laughs> and so uh, and so as we wake up, it's and then people ask me, you know, when I'm at a restaurant or something, they'll say, can I get you anything else? And I'll say, yes, you can give me peace on earth. Oh, peace on beautiful. earth. You know, um, I don't, I'm not asking for a million dollars anymore. Um, I'm just asking for peace on earth and, and I, it kind of stops them, you know, they, they look at me and I'm like, well, you know, whatever you can get me, it might not be back there at the grill, but if, you, if <laughs> right. I can just, you know, there's always an opportunity to remind people that it's just all about the peace of God. And the course, right. I think, you know, in that very first page or two talks about, you know, you know, herein lies the peace of God. Nothing real can be threatened. You know, nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. And so if we just stay in that that summary there and just remind ourselves that that's it. And true forgiveness is the tincture. Uh, It's the tincture. And and when I I had a forgiveness opportunity, I will. Do you mind if I share one or? Oh, please do. Okay. I got rattled. Um, I, I like to I like to use the word rattled because I think it's a good way <laughs> to um, remind me that it's not so it's not so bad. Um, I had to take my dog. I had to actually cancel my course group on Saturday morning, 
and take my dog to the vet because she's um, got some, you know, she's older. She's got some issues. Oh, and yeah. um, she was in the back. And I knew, and it was weird because I knew all the way to the vet. I said, uh-oh. I kind of felt like uh, something was burbling up. I couldn't quite, feel, you know, underst- I was a little out of sorts. Okay. That's another ego trick, you know, a little out of sorts. Of course. Course. And I was like, right. uh-oh, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm really, and then I was asking for the Holy Spirit, like, Holy Spirit, help, help me, because I'm not, I'm not quite centered here, and we got her into the vet, and, um, and so I heard her in the back, and I heard her yelp, and um, when he was, yep, and I, I knew what it was all for, and, but it, at the, at the moment, I jumped up in the and of course I can't see anything. And I was like, Heather, I said, tell him to stop. Um, there's no reason for her to be feeling any pain. And so I, so I, I just waited <laughs> just my best to wait. And uh, he came, luckily he came back in and he's like, you know, she's okay. But you know, anytime I, I see that there's any pain um, in a sense there in front of me, uh, whether it be a dog or a person, um, that is a trigger for me. So I, I reminded oh, myself, yeah. even if I couldn't do the forgiveness opportunity or do the lesson there in that moment, when we got Sadie back in the car and I was a little rattled and I got her back in the car and I got the AC blowing on her, um, I was able to, on the way home, I kind of went up to the Holy Spirit and I said, listen, this guy was trying to be helpful, this doctor, and let's, let's just, let's, let's all stand in a circle and just forgive that what never happened. The Holy Spirit is standing there kind of akimbo saying, you know, mm, nothing ever really happened. Nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing's happened. Right. Yeah. Like I get the akimbo effect. Like he's got his like Holy Spirit, like where Jesus is like kind of standing akimbo saying, you know, nothing really happened. And so, uh, so I just have to remind myself and that's, and that was an opportunity that came up Saturday, just this past Saturday. So. Oh my gosh. It's a, it's a great example. There are so many people, pain of mm-hmm. our animal family and mm-hmm. our loved ones is, is one of the hardest things because the course is, is always about being appropriate on the level of form. You're doing mm-hmm. the normal thing, but yes, mm-hmm. whenever we react and we mm-hmm. go, Oh my God, we are making it real. So yeah. in our mind, we just want to use that. Like you did mm-hmm. as a, as a red flag, just in the mind to say, okay, I remember nothing's yeah. happened. You know, meanwhile, you're going to the vet, you're taking care of everything, but it's mm-hmm. really about how you're thinking. I think that's one of the hardest things um, for people to understand about the course is that they're sometimes they make it the system of behavior out of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not spiritual mm-hmm. to do this or that. Right. So um, right. it's a really good example. And you know what, Ruth, you bring up another good point because this <laughs> is what, this is why we chose the ego in the first place. Like it's so boring when the Holy Spirit's only job is to just say nothing happened. There's no, no explanation. <laughs> There's nothing to say. We could be silent for the rest of the podcast. There's nothing going on. Can we sing? It's (laughs) boring. For us, we chose the ego because we're addicted to this drama. We're addicted to being a body. We're addicted to guilt and pain. And people sit there and go, you're crazy. I don't want this. And I say, you're right. Not on, you didn't choose that on this level. But that's what we're trying to get you back to is the one mind that chose separation over wholeness. Um, Exactly. But it it really is boring because it's the Holy Spirit, as the Course teaches us, is just the reminder. It's the memory we Mm -hmm. took into the dream, reminding us of our true nature. The Holy Spirit isn't doing anything. (laughs) There's nothing to do, do in a projection. But that's so boring. We say, no, come help me here. I'm going to start singing Uptown Funk. Uptown (laughs) Funk. Woo, Bruno Mars. I love it. (laughs) Which I love that song, by the way. It makes me happy to turn that on and and dance to it. Or shall I say attempt to dance like Bruno does. But but, but I do do it. But it's hilarious. But, but yeah, I mean, it's just just thinking that that idea that nothing's happened. We just want more. And of course, listeners and all our friends out there, we do start with, 
you know, asking for things and we think Jesus is in the dream or helping us with things in the dream. And it's okay. The Song of Prayer pamphlet addresses that and it's wonderful. So we don't have to feel guilty about that. But eventually we start to realize and awaken to the fact that he's outside of time and space, just reminding us he's in the mind Right. Not in the world that is a projection right. of the mind. <laughs> and he's exactly. just reminding us, like you said, Ruth, nothing's happened. All all yeah. good here. Not yeah. denying, just denying <laughs> the ego's interpretation, right? Just denying exactly. in favor of, hey, I'm not going to use the body as a prison. I'm going to use it as yeah. a classroom for my forgiveness opportunities to remember right. where I am, where Sadie is, where Skylar right. is, where right. Jackie is, and Heather <laughs> and everybody, right? right? So, exactly. But it's boring, though, I ha- in the sense, like, I'm kind of joking about it, but it's just boring <laughs> to think that nothing's happening because we're still identified yeah. with, with the body. But we right. practice as we undo mm-hmm. the idea of separation, which is so powerful, it just becomes your choice to mm-hmm. accept the atonement, the correction right. perception that we've never separated. Right. And it, again, this is done in the mind and we're in our mm-hmm. roles as teacher, mm-hmm. mother, father, mm-hmm. brother, architect, mm-hmm. whatever we're doing, you know? Right. So, yeah, we just... And speaking, I, I, I love your blue dot. I'm sorry, did, I'm sorry, Jackie, did I interrupt you? No, go ahead. Okay. I, I was just going to say... Um, the idea, uh, I, 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 sometimes this, the headset, and of course I'm visually impaired, so I'm trying to figure out this headset, it's just me or the headset, um, the um, the decision-making part of the mind, uh, mm. the DM, um, I think mm-hmm. you had that blue dot, that you had that really nice graphic. Oh, um, good, had, yes. That you had put up about, you know, we are the deciders or the decision-makers. Yes. And, um and the power and we, of decision is our one remaining freedom as a prisoner of this world. It's such a great line from the course and it's a great reminder. And um, and I tried to talk a little bit about that, you know, that we have that power of decision. And, you know, we all in our minds have to choose once again, you know, choose with the Holy Spirit. And then it just gets better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have you like to give kudos to Ken Wapnick for that blue mm-hmm. dot because he actually <laughs> has a physical little round like ball that he put on the on uh-huh. a screen on a whiteboard that was the decision maker and I loved that so much and I said, "Oh gosh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that for my students in the course group and um um, do it's such a good visual. It helped me so much. And I'm a visual person. I like to look at something while someone's explaining it. And so mm-hmm. Ken Wapnick, we love you. So I'm oh my u- using Ken's blue dot decision, decision maker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. So shout out to Ken. And yes. yeah, well, let me ask you about this. Um, letters from the J underground that'll okay. be out. Is that right? This September? Next it month? Will be out. It will be. Yeah, it will be out in early September and uh, under, um, you know, the auspices of my lovely wife, Heather, she's been putting it together for me and uh, she's done everything. I mean, I really give her all the credit. Um, with my other books, I had publishers, but this one, I'm actually self-publishing it so I could have full control over it Yay. and um, not have anybody say, nah, I got to take that out or eh, that's not a good <laughs> idea. And, you know, fear in any form is never justified. Fear in any form is never justified. And I really um, had to, um, once I, I had a mystical experience, a couple of them with Jesus, and I think I've imparted a few of those, or one at least one of those with you. Mm-hmm. And um, the second one I had this past year, I recognized in April I had it, and I was like, you know what, this is, I think this needs to be a letter. And then I just kept asking the Holy Spirit, of course, sometimes I'm, I do a little a repetition with that and it's like oh holy spirit if this is important i'll go ahead and do it but i really need your guidance and so i just kept listening and when you're visually impaired you do listen better <laughs> and so uh, i kept listening and awesome. then i was like all right you know this seems like a good an okay thing to do and so i was able to actually uh, through major edits i was actually to replace um, an entire section and uh, reorder it in a way that made it flow. And, and as you know, as a book writer, I know you're working on a book series. It's, it's a, right. it, 
we thought this was going to take us six months. It's taken us three years. Yeah. And I thought this thing, I thought my book was done a year ago, and uh, it really wasn't <laughs> done. And so recently, I'm about 98% done, and got a few little things to do with it, but it's almost there. And um, But it is, and, and along the way, there have been forgiveness opportunities with just all kinds of things. But but we did them, and we know what it's all for, and um, and I just hope that it's the shared experiences that I share with the reader, it may be helpful um, to them as they read some of my experiences that uh, it, it just may be another opportunity for them to go, okay, when as I'm going through this dream, this, this may occur and, or not, and mm-hmm. this may be helpful. And so that's kind of the idea behind the book is that I'm just trying to share my my mystical experiences and then some not so mystical experiences uh, so that, you know, just makes it all normal in a sense, you know, Hey, this is, you might have this or you might not. Um, right. And if it's helpful, it's helpful. And I, and I think it, in all honesty, I think it will be helpful. Oh, I agree. When it comes out, I'm going to have you back on. Uh, so I'm going to read okay. and we'll, we'll talk about it. And you're so right about, it's another good example, Ruth, about, you were saying, oh, I, it's been three years. I thought this was going to take only a certain amount of time. I've been mm-hmm. wanting, to do, wanting to do the book series for years. Now, I didn't start it years ago, but I was collecting material. And mm-hmm. this has become that. I just realized it's the Holy Spirit's responsibility, meaning it's just not on my time frame. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm almost mm-hmm. done with it. But I, you know, I was thinking, too, I thought, oh, yeah, I think it'll probably be out you know, by July or whatever, you know, now we're in August, of course, you know, I had a a two week vacation, we went back east. And I mean, we just don't know. And it's really interesting. Sometimes when I sit down to write, I don't know your experience, you've written a lot of books. um, But when I I sit down, when I'm kind of trying to do it, because I think think I should, it doesn't Mm -hmm. flow as much, but I'll be in the middle of making a beautiful salmon dinner for us. And I've got (laughs) potatoes, I've got asparagus in there, I got salmon in the broiler, and I get a hit about the book. (laughs) I gotta go sit down and write with a full kitchen boiling. So I go down and it just comes through. So I'm like, okay. I got to turn off the, I've got to write when it comes through. That's just been my experience. Now I have been trying to have a little discipline saying, okay, try to do, you know, these 30 minutes a day or something. And that's great. And that sometimes works, but I find that the the words just come into my mind all of a sudden when I might be doing something else, the words just come, I have to go to the computer and then I type it out and I'm writing mini books. I mean, a series, I'm not, you know, writing these novels, but mm-hmm. I think I've accumulated so much material in my mind that I've either dictated through like mm-hmm. a voice memo or, di- or written down that mm-hmm. it looks like a mess over there by my desk when I open these <laughs> folders and I'm like, oh, I wrote that in 2015. That's a good quote. Where would that fit in? I mean, it's just so weird. And then I yeah. stop and think, you know what? Remember to give it over. Everything's coming together the way it's supposed to, you know, come together. Um, but anyway, I just, what your, your experience of just saying, oh, I, you know, thought it was going to be out or it wouldn't take as long. It just really isn't on our time frame. and your thought that you just want it to be helpful. I know for a fact it will be, I know your book will be so helpful because again, you know, people resonate, people have different forgiveness opportunities on a level of form. Sometimes they're the same. Sometimes they're different. They help people. All these mm-hmm. reminders, you know, it helps people. How how'd you deal with it? Here's what happened to me. You know, things mm-hmm. like that. Again, it's just another way of just remembering that we're all in this together. You know, absolutely. there's just no separation, which means there's like no either competition or there's no, when am I getting this done? There's no timeline. There's no, whatever people say usually about something, you know, and none of that, all that can fall away when we just say, you know what, (laughs) I'm kind of just going to surrender this and, and, and be in my right mind about it. And then when I'm in my right mind, I honestly, what pops into my my mind is there's no Jackie, there's no book, there's no, like in a funny way, like there's really no, there's nothing that you have to worry, you're worried about what? You're yeah. worried about, you know? Yeah. So there's only uptown of, funk, there's nothing else. There's really. it's only, Bruno Mars is the only <laughs> thing in my mind. Uptown funk is the only thing. In my That's really it. That's just That's call it. a day. 
Got it's it. Call it a day. Good night, everyone. Got it. Got it. That's it. Good night, everyone. <laughs> It, it really is funny. Like, I think I was talking to a guest, Alex Marchand, once, and I said, yeah, I just I keep doing the podcast when I appear to say the same thing over and over again, meaning, you know, <laughs> kind of in a different way, but I could just get on air and go, God is. That's yeah. it. I mean, there's nothing else, but we, we go through all this, don't we? You know, through all this, you know, hoopla. It's like, okay. But, it, but it's it. fun. And Jesus it is, is fun. about laughter. And, you yes. know, why is the course a thousand whatever pages or whatever? You Because the ego is complicated. The message, <laughs> right. the truth is simple. The yeah. ego is complicated. It takes yeah. a while for us, yeah. uh, those of us in yeah. the slow class, to undo this <laughs> idea of separation i'm speaking of myself you know yeah so. oh i was definitely a bottom feeder i was definitely you know because uh, it took me i didn't get the course until 2013 so i was you know a little bit late to the game but but once i got it whoo i was like this is it i remember going to the unitarian class and because i knew i needed to get into a class at the unitarian church and i i showed up and i was like and I have some Shakespearean background because I taught English for many years. You and did? That's I, right. I know. Yeah, and I taught creative writing, and I used to run a writing group here. And so I remember uh, that one of the ladies there, uh, Linda Wolitz, was great. She was like, listen, start with the teacher's manual first. I was like, okay. I mean, because I'm a listener. I'm like, all right, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. So I went home. I was upstairs, and Heather, it, uh, I was, and I, re- I read the first, like, three or four pages of the teacher's manual, and I flew, like, I didn't even, like, I don't think I hit any steps. And I flew <laughs> down the steps, and I, Heather was standing there, and I'm like, I have been looking for this my mm-hmm. whole life. I totally get it. That's so awesome, Ruth. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> this is great. And, um, and I was just so ecstatic and grateful. And, like, I was like, this is it. I found it. And I'm, I'm 47, so I've got some time, you know, I've got some time to forgive some people, you know. And uh, so, and I've been just doing the best I can since then. And uh, so, and, and when I shared these mystical experiences um, in the book, um, I think it's uh, especially the trust, you know, to mm. give up, um, you know, sickness is defense against the truth. And I, I always remind myself of that. And when I was at the eye doctor three years ago, getting my 15th injection, in my eyes and I thought, Hmm, this doesn't feel very kind. And, mm-hmm. um, I was like, Hmm, do I really need these? And I, and then I was like, am I this body? I'm like, Nope, I'm not this body and I'm not these bodies eyes. And, um, so I stopped them and I knew that my eyes would get worse. Um, and, but I trusted, um, all the way through that experience. I just kept trusting, you know, something it's going to be okay. Just keep trusting. And uh, this past February, I began to see, um, and if it's okay to say this, I guess I feel like it's okay to say, and it's in the book, I began to see uh, formless light, uh, whether my eyes were open or closed, I began to see purple and green and uh, flecks of light mm. and um, and just a, uh, it's a divine angelic presence, Jackie, that stays with me all the time. It's almost like I've got this little support team you know, uh, there and, and I, and I have it at 2 a.m. in the bathroom when I'm looking at the wall or I'm looking at Skylar or I'm looking at Heather or you or anyone. And sometimes the whole room will just go purple. And, um, and I just am really grateful that I gave up the, um, the eye injections because, you know, I didn't need to, I didn't need them anymore. I didn't need the, the medication for the perceived bipolar, that I that they were telling me I had I didn't need the eye injections anymore I'm not this I'm just not this body I take mm-hmm. care of this body and I, I don't drink I've quit drinking 10 years ago and I don't smoke anymore and I do all the right things that I can I've mm-hmm. lost a little bit of weight thank God but but you know uh, so my ester belly is a little bit thinner than it was you saw me <laughs> a year ago in Toledo you're so, you're so my funny. God yeah, Wanda Sykes has it. Esther, my Esther belly is is definitely she smaller. She is hilarious. Okay. She oh is my hilarious. God. So I, I, you know, it was just a, in in those mystical times when I I was like I started to see these lights, whether my eyes were open or closed. And finally, after about ten days, I looked at Heather and I said, 
I'm seeing these lights. And she asked me a few questions, and I said, you know, they're, they feel really cool, and there's just a, this divine angelic presence, and I, and I feel really comforted by it. And I know it's the Holy, a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Oh, very symbolic and beautiful. And thank you for sharing that wonderful experience. You know, we we just don't know, do we? We think no, we, we don't know everything. <laughs> and Mark and I, my husband Mark and I, always say the only thing we know is that we don't know. That's, that's it. <laughs> you know, and right. you're having these wonderful experiences. You you just felt inspired to stop with your injections, mm-hmm. and you you know stop doing some of the things and. You know, you made a re- another really good point. You know, the course is not about not taking care of the body or saying right. it's not spiritual. Nothing at all. It's only about how you're looking at what has is happening to you. Remember, mm-hmm. all our listeners, that you know, the course is teaching that our, our scripts are written. We didn't write them on this mm-hmm. level. But on another mm-hmm. level, we are the observer, as Ruth was reminding us before. She was saying, mm-hmm. we are the decision maker. We're the observer. Our real identity in the illusion is of a dreaming mind. And we're watching these bodies that we believe we are. You know, the ego has taken on this physical identity. So, um when we go back to remembering what what the course is trying to direct us to is go back to the mind and that we have a power the power of choice, which is what you touched on earlier too, Ruth, is that power of choice that we forgot that we had. Then we can just look at the body differently, no matter what is happening. We we first have to learn to use the body lovingly, which means under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, because mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's, you know, the body's neutral and it responds mm-hmm. to the intentions of the mind. And if we can change our mind about the purpose of the body, it won't matter what the body is doing or not doing eventually. You know, this is an advanced state, but it's what the course mm-hmm. is directing us to. Mm-hmm. And you, Ruth, are such a great example of, you know, every time you email or I email or we text or something's going on, just joy comes through. <laughs> I'm not saying like all your days or everything is always joyful because we always, yeah. we all have our forgiveness opportunities, but I'm just yeah. underlying content, you know, of joy that's there. That's really amazing and you've been through what anybody would call you know in the world in a level of form some difficult times you know with losing your sight and things like that and and you always talk about the gifts that have been gained you know right and how right. you look at things it's it's very inspirational i'm so excited well, to you. read your book and to to have you back and and talk about yeah. it um sure. again after i read yeah. it i have a Feeling yours is going to be out before mine because all books seem to be out before mine. Well, you know what? Uh, Going joke I just have with myself because Uh, once I let go of my own time frame, I just said, "We don't know, do we?" No, we don't, and we we do sometimes get attached to outcomes, but I try to do my best not to get attached to to an outcome. And um, for you. Yeah, but that that's a hard one, you know. Sometimes like, oh, well, this trip to Denver is going to be great. Hmm. Well, you know, we'll just see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think it's going to be. It's weddings are always fun, so I, I'm right. going there for that. But um, but right. I I do feel that this book is um, you know, I I came out of the closet with to my mother when I was 17, and I told her I was gay, and um, right. She there's one thing about my mom that I that I wanted to. She called me. A, a little while ago and uh, she was I was like well mom I'm getting ready to go on this podcast can I kind of call you back and she goes yeah and I said um uh, but anyway the, the point was is that when I was a very young girl I remembered my mom telling me you know always tell the truth mm. you know always tell the truth and um so when I was 17 and I, I came out to her um I was attached to the outcome that she was going to be just oh loving me and it's all going to be good <laughs> <laughs> Everything is roses. Everything yeah. was rosy, but um, but you know, uh, it 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 wasn't um, but until it was. Until and it was. Um, she has been a staunch supporter of mine, and um, and so I I do come out of the closet a little bit in this book, which I think is important uh, for my healing. 
Um, and, and I, and I, I find that I, you know, I wasn't going to do that, but I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid wow. to come out of, of any past Good life closet. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, I do feel that, uh, it's time. Um, and I also feel that, uh, um, you know, getting the impressions that I was getting, um, the Holy Spirit was really gentle with me. Hey, look over here. Oh, what a, and then I would look over there and then I would do this, you know, and I was just like, well, that's interesting. I'm curious about that. And then I would just kept getting these impressions. And finally, um, it wasn't because it was because of your show uh, that you did with Dr. Walter Semke that I was able to have the courage three years later in April to, uh, to, to, to reach out to him. And right wow. before I reached, right before I reached out to Dr. Semke, I had another Jesus dream, another sort of lucid dream. And um, and I think it was Jesus' way of saying, you know, it's okay, you're going to be okay. And uh, so I did. And uh, Dr. Semke was great. And within four days, I was with Kevin Ryerson. And um, it was one of the best, uh, you know, digits I've spent um, doing that with Kevin. And I'm able to express wow. that in the book in a way that um, is uh, liberating for me. And all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. And forgiveness offers us everything we want. Offers us everything we want. And forgiveness is love on earth. And and forgiveness is the miracle. And if we can just remind ourselves that we liberate not only ourselves but each other with that tincture of true forgiveness, then we're all doing the right thing all the time. And you know what? Infinite patience produces immediate results. So I always remind myself of that as well. Beautifully, I don't think I can say anything else after that. That was that was a beautiful end to this uh, beginning podcast with us, Ruth. Is I will definitely um, have you back, and I'm going to schedule one to do some some behind the scenes chatting with you as well. And then when your book comes out, we'll do another podcast part two with you. Be great. Sure. That was beautifully sure. said at the end, and you're absolutely right. All forgiveness is self-forgiveness. Uh, we're forgiving mm-hmm. ourselves for dreaming this dream of separation. <laughs> and, yes, infinite patience produces immediate effects. <laughs> awesome. Exactly. <laughs> I love well. you, Jackie Lord jones You are a uh, great metaphysical teacher. And uh, my heart, I have so much gratitude for you and for Cindy and for Gary and uh, for just being such uncompromising teachers of the course. And if there's anything I could ever do for you, I would do it. Oh, my goodness. You are such a joy. Thank you so much for those kind words. And I think you've helped a lot of people here today, which is always the goal of this podcast, just to have real discussions with what's going on. Yes, we don't leave the metaphysics too far behind. But the the practice of the course is the practical application, and we use the forms and everything that's happening in our lives um, to practice. And so that's what we talk about. And I love you so much. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. And um, to all of our listeners out there, we really love you and appreciate you. And I will look forward to seeing you guys in two weeks. So until then, be well. Blessings, everyone. Bye. Bye, Jackie. Bye, Ruth. Bye.